Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning, Jill Welke, back here at it, getting all my ducks in a row and getting all, getting ready to do all my chores. Was on a bit of an adventure yesterday, went over to Rothschild and talked to some people about the cover crop at the cover crop conference, about the new stuff going on with the cover crops and all the benefits that they bring to the soil and helping with the nutrition nutrition i guess nutrition for the soil but the fertility of the soil and um got a couple of interviews out of it and it's just really nice to see the in-person meetings happening and we're all out here to learn some more take care of the ground and get the fertilizer fertilization going for our crops and you know just having a Learning from each other, too. So part of our chores this morning is we're going to be going over some farm news. Milk production information is out across the nation. And there's a mandatory price reporting that has been extended from that propels the meat packers to report to the USDA how much they're paying for their products. And the January milk production report is out for Wisconsin also. And we're talking a little bit about sweet corn. Makes me think of summertime and getting that sweet corn eaten. So I decided to talk a little bit about the production that Wisconsin did this last year. Aaron had the chance to talk to a credit union person about the price of farmland around the area. If you're out there trying to buy or in your market to buying, I know my son is, you know that the market is pretty high on that farm farmland and uh they're looking a little bit about the trends that are happening and coming up and through and we'll be doing our markets again today and wax invites you to the longest running farm show in wisconsin the eau claire farm shows at the chippewa valley expo center on eau claire's west side next tuesday and wednesday come on stop by the wax booth Bob will be back, and I'll be there, and Kristen will be there on Tuesday. She's got uh, something else going on on Wednesday, so if you want to see Kristen, come on out on Tuesday. Belly up to the wax booth and have a visit. We're going to be giving away Farm Tech Fest tickets to see Joe Nichols and Sawyer Brown, plus tickets for the Farm Technology Days in July in Clark County. And the dates on that is July 12th, 13th, and 14th for Tech Farm Tech Days, and it is July 13th. It's a Wednesday night, Farm Tech Fest. It's a new deal. Joe Nichols and Sawyer Brown in Clark County. There's free parking at the show, and the show is going into the farm show in Eau Claire is free, and it's loaded with hundreds of exhibits. It is presented by North Country Enterprises. So that'll be next week. We're going to be hearing from Bob again this morning on his adventures in Hawaii. And, you know, we just have a lot of chores to get through. So let's start out by getting some of those chores done. This is Wax 104.5, The Farm Show. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that was Sawyer Brown. He's coming to Farm Tech Fest. In July, July 13th, in fact, at Clark County, along with Joe Nichols. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, that doesn't happen very often that those big names come out and about to Clark County. 
Let's slide on over and see what the news are. It is two minutes after five. The war in Ukraine is reaching a new level. Explosions are being heard in the capital right now as Russian troops are said to be just a few miles away. Two apartment buildings already caught fire. They were hit by debris after a fighter jet was shot down. Air raid sirens went off as the sun came up and messages were sent out warning people to take cover. Ukraine also blew up a bridge over a river to slow Russia from advancing to the city. President Biden's search for the next possible Supreme Court justice is over. He's reportedly picked his first nominee and could reveal that in just hours. He vowed to make history by choosing the first black woman to serve on the nation's highest court. If confirmed, that person will replace retiring Justice Stephen Breyer. A jury has found three former Minneapolis police officers guilty for violating George Floyd's civil rights. Assistant U.S. Attorney Charles Kovats said the officers failed Floyd. And although today's verdict won't bring George Floyd back to his family or his friends, his community and his loved ones, this outcome represents our collective affirmation to uphold George Floyd's civil rights The jury said the three men violated Floyd's civil rights when they failed to provide him with medical care. The judge allowed all three men to remain free on bond until sentencing. The woman convicted of helping sex offender Jeffrey Epstein abuse girls isn't getting a new trial, at least not yet. A judge has denied Ghislaine Maxwell's motion until she hears from a juror. It was revealed last month the juror was a victim of sexual abuse. He didn't report that on a questionnaire, but admitted to it after the jury reached a guilty verdict. Maxwell is still awaiting sentencing. I'm Trey Thomas. And that's a little look at our news. Let's take a slide on over and look at our temperatures around the area. On my ride in this morning, it was a little rough. The roads weren't plowed yet. And, you know, we all need to give ourselves a little extra time for stopping and give those semis some extra time because they can't stop on a dime. So respect each other on the roads and be careful out there. Temperatures around the area. Eau Claire, when I looked, it was 10 degrees, but I looked at the weather stuff and it had fallen. So it's not very warm out there. Medford's at 7. Rice Lakes is 8. Wausau and La Crosse are both sitting at 11 degrees. Green Bay's at 15. Marshfield's at 10. Madison's 12 degrees. And Milwaukee's at 19. And our weather today, we're supposed to reach up to 22 degrees with partly sunny skies. Tonight, we're going to fall on down to 3 degrees. But tomorrow, I'm looking forward to it. The sun is supposed to be out with a high of 34 degrees. And it's only supposed to get down to 16 tomorrow night. Sunday, high of 27. Monday, high of 35. Tuesday, high of 32. And partly sunny for those days. Getting back into the temperatures we should be having for the end of February and into March. And I'm just really looking forward to some of that sunshine out there. And your Skywarn 13 Weathers brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Markwart Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. And like I said, those roads were a little bit dicey out there. Slow down, give yourself a little extra time, and be careful out there. Time for some more chores. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here's Jill, uh, Jill Welke. I'm back. And it is finally Friday, and it's Flannel Friday here. 
So let's take a roll on over and look at our markets that are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Choice fed beef steers are one thirty five and a half to one fifty, with mix coming in at one oh eight to one thirty five. Choice fed beef heifers are one thirty three to one forty four, with mixed at eighty five to one thirty three. Choice fed Holstein steers are one sixteen to one twenty eight, with selects at ninety five to one fifteen. Cows are fifty eight to seventy four, with a top of ninety three. Bulls are eighty nine to one oh four. Butcher hogs are 60 to 71. Sows are coming in at 51 to 69 and a half. Boars are 18 to 29. New crop market lambs are $2 to 210. And feeder lambs are up to 340. And taking a look at our livestock futures, all the markets are trending downward. For live cattle, February is 140.52, down 2.52. April is 142.30, down 2.45. June is 138.60, down 2.52. And August is 137.67, down 2.40. For feeder cattle, March 159.1, down 3.67. April is 163.80, down 4.47. May is 169.72, down 3.95. August is 181.72, down 2.47. And our lean hog prices for April, we're at 105.52, down 2.50. May, we're at 110.12, down 2.50. July, 116.10, down 2.67. And, oop, that was June. And July is 116.07, down 225 and taking a look at our Chicago Board of Trade markets and they are all down today corn march corn is at 687 down 8 cents oats is 669 up 13 cents excuse me oats are up soybeans are 1640 down 21 cents soybean meal is at $458 a ton down six dollars a ton. Wheat is at nine thirty one, down thirty one cents. And taking a look at our dairy products, barrels are one forty or one ninety five, up one and a half. Forty pound blocks are two oh one and three quarters, up two and three quarters. Gray double A butter is at two sixty six and a quarter, up two and a quarter. Class three milk for March is two twenty two fifty one, up. 49 cents. April is 23.23, up 75 cents. May is 22.91, up 75 cents. June is up 63 cents to 22.60. And July is up 50 cents to 22.42. And that market is trending upward. Earlier this week, they were trending down. So it's kind of refreshing to see that they are going back up again. We're going to do some more chores and then we're going to head on over to do our farm news. It's a Wisconsin tradition, so start spreading the word. Whether you've been farming a little while or all your life, it's time to celebrate and see just what's new with Wisconsin's oldest tradition. Join us for the 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 1st and 2nd at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center. Free health clinics and free admission both days. Don't miss this event to celebrate Wisconsin's oldest tradition, the 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 1st and 2nd, with free admission from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. both days at the Chippewa Valley Expo Expo Center. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I'm just watching the news here on Channel 13, and they're even saying that the statewide, the roads are slippery in some spots, so please slow down, take your time, be careful out there. Let's roll around to our farm news. Milk production information across the nation. January milk production in the 24 major states totaled 18.2 billion pounds, down 1.4% from last year. Nationwide, production per cow averaged 2,053 pounds in January, 14 pounds less than last year. Farmers milked 8.88 million cows on their farms in January, 23,000 fewer than last year, and 5,000 less than December. Milk production for the U.S., for all of 2021 was 222 billion pounds, up 1.3% from 2020. Total annual milk production has increased by 12.8% since 2012. 
U.S. milk production per cow was up 171 pounds from last year to an average of 23,948 pounds. Milk cows on farms last year Milk cows on farms last year was 9.45 million head, up more than a half percent from 2020. Since 2012, milk cow numbers on farms have increased 2.3 percent, meaning our farms are getting a little bit bigger. California leads the way with the greatest number of cows with over 1.7 million head in January, with Wisconsin's milk cow numbers second largest at almost 1.3 million. Of the 24 major milk-producing states, Georgia, Illinois, and Virginia had the fewest cows at the beginning of this year. Production fell in the majority of the 24 major milk-producing states in January. Mandatory price reporting extended. The U.S. House and Senate approved a continuing resolution that includes an extension of the USDA's authority over mandatory price reporting through March 11th. The Livestock Mandatory Reporting Act requires meat packers to report to the USDA the price they pay for cattle, hogs, and lambs, along with some other information. That data is used by the USDA to publish reports twice a day that contain pricing information, contracting for purchase, supply and demand conditions for livestock, livestock production, and livestock values. National Pork Producers Council are asking for a five-year reauthorization of the Livestock Mandatory Reporting Act for the benefits that it provides them. It's part of the keeping the information flowing between the USDA and the meat packers. You know, more information out there. Maybe they can put in their two cents and keep things rolling a little bit better than they we're rolling for a while because the lack of information, I think, is a big problem. Sweet corn production amounts reported. Wisconsin harvested 53,200 acres of sweet corn in 2021. Total production was 9.58 million centimweight. Fresh market, fresh market sweet corn production totaled almost 460,000 centimweight with a value of $16.5 million. Production of sweet corn for processing was over 449,000 tons, with a value of $36.5 million. Wisconsin ranked third in the nation in sweet corn production in 2021, with a 17% of the market. Makes me think of summertime and getting out the sweet corn and you know, picking that sweet corn out of your teeth, but you know, if everybody else is doing the same thing, it's okay. And in a little recap of this week, we were celebrating National FFA Week, and I'm very impressed with the FFAs that I've been visiting around the area. And there's just a shout out to all those FFA advisors. Keep up the good work. Let's keep teaching those kids how to fill those leadership roles that they'll be falling into in the future. And make sure that they're having a good time along the way. So let's get some more of our chores. And uh, then after that, we're going to be going to Aaron and to talk about the farmland prices. Farmland values has been on everybody's mind lately. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Aaron had the opportunity to talk to an egg lender about the trends. Yeah, I did, Jill. And, you know, like you say... They continue to rise year over year. And this year, we actually saw double-digit rise in farmland values here in the United States and in Wisconsin. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And to be exact, that was 22% nationwide and 12% here in Wisconsin. But I had the chance to talk with Amber Keller. She's the vice president, senior vice president of ag lending at Town Bank to talk a little bit about what this all means. She says that, you know, even though it's a rise, it is something we see often. But it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. Certainly. Well, it's definitely caught everyone's attention here recently as we are looking at double-digit increases in land values throughout the Midwest. And it can get quite emotional as you're looking at the marketplace, and especially if you're a farmer or someone who wants to be a farmer and you're looking to buy land, finding that right opportunity at the right price can be a big challenge. So it's emotional, and there is a limited supply. So as they say, they're not making any more of it. 
So uh, being on watch and looking for that uh, potential purchase is uh, something that everyone's looking for, particularly when you're trying to um, bring other family members into the operation. It can be a challenge to grow. Definitely. You know, and it's interesting you bring up, you know, that the topic of, you know, they're not making any more farmland. And I think, you know, unfortunately, we continue to lose more and more farmland due to urban sprawl, those kind of things. With rising values like this, how can we keep this farmland in farmland and not let it go to developments or, or commercial development, those kind of things? Sure. Well, Certainly, our rural and urban communities uh, need to work together to decide how best to use the land uh, in their communities. Uh, so we leave that up to our elected officials, both at uh, city and township county levels, as well as uh, state and national levels. But as a, a farmer or landowner trying to navigate through that, uh, we as uh, farm bankers advise our clients to kind of work through the options as they look at whether to purchase land now or at a later date and at what price. So uh, the challenge that I see with clients in our area, uh, dairy and livestock farmers, for an example, they're always looking at land base as a means in which to grow feedstuffs and to apply manure. And then you have uh, the sector of grain producers that are looking to typically increase their land base, whether to buy land or to rent it, uh, because they need to have volume in order for it to be an economically viable uh, business. Uh, in the past, we've looked at returns per acre to the farmer of $50 to maybe $150 an acre. So when you add those up, that takes quite a few acres for it to be a full-time job in order to put groceries on the table and buy health insurance and do all the things that a family needs to do to, to get by. So uh, uh, land is in high demand. And then I've also talked to folks who um, are not farmers. Um, we've got investment companies where individuals can pool their money and buy farmland through an investment group. We have individuals that are looking to buy land to diversify perhaps their uh, retirement savings plan or diversify by pulling money out of the stock market and buying something that's really tangible, relatively lower risk, but a really nice stable return. So it's caught the attention of non-farm investors as well. And uh, I like to kid around with those folks a little bit. I say, well, you can't really hug your 401k or your stack account, Kenya. But if you do buy land, you can hug your family and friends, uh, enjoy it use it for recreation, um, make a uh, return on it by operating it or renting it out, and really have the opportunity to pass it on um, as, as your legacy. So land is something that both farmers and non-farm uh, owners desire. So it's a challenge. For sure. You know, and I'm glad, too, you brought up kind of, you know, the fact of using the land to get a return out of it to, you know, make feed either if you're a livestock producer or you know to raise cash crops you know let's talk about we continue to see rising inputs when it comes to fertilizer feed in general those kind of you know anything on the farm these days how do these farmland values and being able to invest in farmland or own farmland kind of play into those kind of things and really affect farmers profitability certainly well crop input costs are definitely on the rise they've been on the rise the last few months and that does cause some concern for producers and lenders alike. However, we've also got higher uh, prices uh, in which we can hedge or lock uh, for fall harvest time 2022. So we do recommend clients work with a marketing uh, advisor that can not only help them lock in input costs to take advantage of volume, and uh, cycles in which it's best to lock those costs in, as well as the revenue side of it, locking in prices for milk, corn, beans. So work with trusted advisors who can help you monitor the markets and capture a fair return. And so what we're seeing right now, we've been here before. You know, um, 21-22 looks very similar to 2012 and 2013. Uh, commodity prices were higher, so were input costs, and they'll shift. And so whether they go up or down, 
The challenge is the income side and the expense side don't go up and down in the same step-by-step or cadence, if you will. Um, They move a little bit independently. Over time, they'll migrate up and downward um, and be in a range that's uh, hopefully profitable for folks. However, it's not going to be step-by-step, and so it just makes it trickier to manage with timing and um, working through that period of transition. And right now, we're, we're at the high, we think. Prices could go higher, um, but history tells us that they will likely go down, and we just don't know when, but we have to be ready for that. You know, let's talk a little bit then about what kind of advice you would give for those, you know, maybe if there's a farm trying to expand, if there's someone trying to, you know, like you mentioned, someone trying to get into farming or or just trying to find land, you know, to start their farming operation, what kind of advice, I guess, would you give them as far as what to do in a market like this? Absolutely. Um, One of the things we really enjoy in farm banking is working with new and beginning farmers. It's very exciting. (laughs) Folks have a lot of energy. Oftentimes, Young men and women are are coming out of college and have worked a job, um, and they're coming back to the farm, or they've been working a a, a professional role and are now getting the opportunity to buy some land and start a farming operation. So it's really exciting to see that energy, the um, intellect and the technology that they apply to their processes and business plan. And so we love working with them. We do look to financing programs in partnership with Farm Service Agency. So they are a division of USDA, and they have a farm loan program that we can pair together and provide a joint financing package for young and beginning producers. Um, That package offers a low down payment, flexible terms, and lower interest rates than what you would normally get in the marketing uh, marketplace through traditional lending programs. So that's a wonderful place to visit in terms of visit with your FSA office, visit with your um, ag banker, and then also really work with any other team of advisors that can help you, whether it's an agronomist, veterinarian, accountant, farm consultant, Really, all of these agriculture professionals are here to help you, and sometimes producers will actually pull several people in for occasional team meetings, bringing in that outside knowledge, asking the tough questions, helping lay out a strategy, even helping you with building a business plan. But um, we, we love to help and help people be successful. Well, anything else that you'd like to add for people, you know, to know about our continuing escalating farm values, you know, what they mean to agriculture or anything else? A purchase decision is really an independent decision that only that farm family can make. So, in other words, what's good for one one operation may not be good or, or wise for the next operation. It really is independent to that operation's long-term strategy, goals, finances, And so really, again, leverage the knowledge and help of your trusted advisors, whether it be your ag banker, your accountant, your attorney, and your supplier advisors to help you make those decisions. Because making a land purchase truly is a long-term decision, and you want it to be financially wise and beneficial for your operation. Definitely. Some really great advice. Well, again, that's Amber Keller. She's Senior Vice President of Ag Banking with Town Bank talking about the rising land values that we're seeing across Wisconsin and the United States and how they are affecting farmers and the agricultural community. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. Thank you, Aaron, for that update. Now we're going to move on over and we're going to get some more chores done before we head on over to the weather. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean loves working with our area farmers, and they want to say thank you. And they also want to make 2022 a great year for you with a crop of dark red kidney beans. Kidney beans are a high-value crop with a great return on investment and a great addition to any rotation. Chippewa Valley Bean would like to work with you in 2022 to bring value to your operation with a crop of kidney beans. If you want to talk about what Chippewa Valley Bean can do for you, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-193 or find them on the web at cvbean.com. That's cvbean.com. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning. It is 25 minutes to 6. And I believe that Mike Dandria might be ready to tell us about the weather. You better believe I'm ready. I, I told you, Jill, I'm always ready to talk weather. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But I was just watching to make sure that you were in from outside. So. Oh, yeah. I, I know what, as soon as I'm done there, i got to sprint over to here, and I'm always ready. <laughs> You're always. You know, and you know, I drove in this morning. The roads were a little bit dicey for me. Yeah, and that's pretty much the case across the state. I mean, the DOT has reported slippery stretches for most of our highways, save for the far northwestern corner of the state. Believe it or not, they have the biggest snowpack, but they didn't really see much of that snow that we saw yesterday. Only got about an inch and a half, but it was that kind of light, powdery snow that made things, uh, like you said, a little dicey. A little bit, a little bit interesting out there. That's what I keep telling people. Slow down and give your truckers an extra space. Exactly. But the good news out of that, if if you're not a fan of the snow, well, I got good news for you. But if you are a fan, well, I mean, you can go out and enjoy it today because we'll not have much more snow in the forecast, at least for the foreseeable future. But today, we'll have more intervals of clouds and sun. I'd kind of gear towards uh, more towards sunshine. But otherwise, highs getting into the low 20s today. Later tonight, though, we clear out quite a bit and uh, temperatures dipping to around the zero degree mark as far as tomorrow we are warming up but it does come with a price we'll have sunny conditions temperatures warming up to the low to mid 30s but it will be pretty breezy winds could gust up highs uh, 30 miles per hour at times so being that we do have that light snow on the ground it can blow it around a little bit causing visibility concerns so also keep that in mind if you do have weekend plans as far as tomorrow night, though, mostly clear conditions and temperatures getting into around the mid-teens for the most part. Now, we do have a cold front that's working through, so Sunday will be a little bit cooler, uh, back below average, but we'll be in the mid-20s, so I guess marginally warmer uh, than today with sunny conditions. Right now in Eau Claire, we're looking at mostly clear conditions and a temperature of 8 degrees. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jill. You have a wonderful flannel Friday. <laughs> it's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yep. And that was Mike Dandria from TV 13. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on, on the lot or at markwartmotors.com. We're going to head on over to see what Morgan has to say about our news for this morning. Good Good morning. morning, Here's what we're learning today. Of course, eyes on the world stage with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. But in headlines that keep us in our state and area, an Eau Claire man is looking at a possible five-year sentence for last Thanksgiving's deadly stabbing. Kelly Weberg pleaded guilty yesterday to an amended felony count of homicide by negligent handling of a dangerous weapon. Police say... He was drunk when he stabbed another man on Thanksgiving Day. Weberg says he stabbed the man because the other guy punched him in the face. Weberg is looking at five years in prison when he's sentenced in August. Authorities in La Crosse know the name of the young man pulled out of the Black River on Wednesday, but they're not saying how he ended up in the river. Police say they followed a line of footprints out to the edge of the ice of the river, and that's where they found 27-year-old Dayton Anderson Tease's body. No one's saying why he was on the ice or just what happened. Lacrosse police say the case remains under investigation. We look into public health where coronavirus cases and hospitalizations continue that downward trend in our state. But just a, under a third of people here in Wisconsin have gotten a coronavirus booster shot. Those are the latest numbers from the state's Department of Health Services. And you can always find a direct link online when you click at 715newsroom.com. On that note, when it comes to what goes up must come down, masks are down, and you can add UW-Milwaukee to the list of places dropping mask mandates around the state. It's John DeMaster that brings us more. Well, the school yesterday said it'll end its mask requirement on campus on March 19th. That's just before the beginning of spring break at UWM. University leaders say the falling coronavirus numbers show that it's time to make a change. But some students will still need masks. The Norris Health Center, the Children's Learning Center, any healthcare training program, and all campus shuttles will continue requiring masks because of federal regulations. 
I'm John DeMaster. And the latest attempt to change Wisconsin's election laws are headed to Governor Tony Evers' desk as the state assembly last night did approve a series of election proposals all inspired by the 2020 presidential election. It's the second time in less than a year Republicans have tried to change the rules for indefinitely confined voters, managing the state's voter rolls and closing other loopholes they say were exploited in 2020. Governor Evers vetoed the first round of legislation and is expected to do the same this time around as well. And if you were listening to Jill Welke in the Midwest Farm Show yesterday, you know, she was uh, wondering if Canadian cows mood different than our cows here in Wisconsin. I don't know about the cows, but I can tell you I think the Canadian chickens say puck, 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 puck. Big hockey fans in Canada. And of course, just after 6 o'clock, it's Alex Edwards, the uh, usual cast of Unusuals, already on this weekend eve to get you in the Friday Groove Live Local right along with you. That's how we do it here on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan. You know, I really was curious to see if those cows do move a different way, but he assured me that everybody talks in the same language, all those cows talk in the same language. And, you know, that's one of those things and i did stop into premier livestock yesterday just to check things out a little bit and i have not met rocky before so i put a put a face to the voice that i hear quite a few mornings out of the week and i was you know just a little bit more interesting and got to keep things popping around here a little bit keep things going we're going to be hearing from a Bob about his Hawaii adventures pretty quick. But before that, we're going to do one more farm story. And I think we're going to head into that right now. January milk production report is out. According to the latest USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service production report, Wisconsin cows produced 2.67 billion pounds of milk in January, down a bit from last year. Wisconsin farmers milked 1.27 million cows in January, 2,000 less than last month, but 11,000 more than last year. Production per cow averaged 2,095 pounds for the month of January, down 25 pounds from last year. So those cows are still out there, still getting milked, and still making me plenty of cheese to eat. Let's do a few more chores and then we're going to hear from bob it's a wisconsin tradition so start spreading the word whether you've been farming a little while or all your life it's time to celebrate and see just what's new with wisconsin's oldest tradition join us for the 58th annual eau claire farm show march 1st and 2nd at the chippewa valley expo center free health clinics and free admission both days don't miss this event to celebrate wisconsin's oldest tradition the 58th annual eau claire farm show march 1st and 2nd with free admission from 9 a.m to 3 30 p.m both days at the chippewa valley expo center feeding information to the folks who feed you wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report and they just advertised the farm show bob will be back from his adventures i'll be there and Kristen will be there on Tuesday, so come on and belly up to the Wax booth and see what's happening and get registered for those tickets for Farm Tech Fest and Farm Technology Days. Now let's hear a word from Bob. We have made it to Maui. That is the fourth and final island on our Wax Holiday Vacations Farm Tour. And more folks with us are the prices from over in Spring Valley. That's Linda and Steve. And Linda, I guess... Have you had a highlight? Because there are probably more than one. Probably the uh, fruit farm, which included a train ride. I thought that was very interesting how they planted all their fruits and trees and utilized the fields, the pineapple fields. Uh, is that the pineapple fields? Yeah, the pineapple fields that are no longer being used. Yeah, they've changed agriculture in this island. Right. The state many times because of... Uh, Pineapple's gone, sugarcane is gone, and they're trying to adapt. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So which of the four islands has been your favorite? Well, let's see. Can you pick one out? I mean, we've been on Oahu where we started, went to the big island of Hawaii, then we went to Kauai, and now we're on Maui. I like Kauai, but we have been in this area before, and, and we, we liked Maui, the best. Yeah. Oh, well, so, Maui, Maui, no koi. Maui is the best. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Why, uh, why the, uh, why the trip to Hawaii again? You, you must like Hawaii. Well, we're celebrating our fiftieth wedding anniversary in twenty twenty, so we couldn't go any place then. So we're here now. 
So you're enjoying the celebration too, aren't you? Oh, I'm sorry. 2021. Well, <laughs> time uh, flies. Close enough. That's yeah, right. right. Time flies and you're having fun. So you put up with Steve for 50 years. That's correct. <laughs> you're a good lady. Steve is also with us and uh, Steve Price. Steve, you're a, a retired uh, soil conservationist with the uh, Natural Resource Conservation Service. On Four Islands, you've seen a lot of different soil, a lot of different agriculture. What are your thoughts as you look at all that? Well, I have a lot of questions for the, the landowners that we've uh, visited with. Number one, like today, we're on a pineapple uh, plantation, and I, I can't comprehend how in the world they get anything to grow on it because the soil looks like it wouldn't produce much uh, other than they got drip, drip irrigation and is NP and K the way they're putting things together. A uh, lot different than back home in Wisconsin, the way we do things. Uh, but Ma- Ma- Maui is probably the most beautiful island in my eyes, and we get to go whale watching again tomorrow, which which should be exciting because just on a ride over here today, we've seen well probably fifty of them. Yeah, we really have. And uh, you know, on on Oahu and then on Hawaii, I think the big island. I think that one gets everybody's attention because it's the youngest island, and that black lava is still there, and they still try and grow things in there. Oh, that that was unbelievable to see. You wouldn't uh, understand it until you drove by it and seen all the. It looks like just a, nothing but a pile of rocks constantly. That's all it is: is rocks, rocks, rocks. Uh, the some of it is uh, smooth, like if uh, was freshly laid there, but most of it is just rocks, which you can see that they're trying to level out and use some of as aggregate for roads and bedding for building sites and roads, like I say, and uh, and make some use out of the land again instead of just leaving it as one big lava field so it's that was really interesting to see but the whole island is covered with it a little vegetation over here too isn't there <laughs> well the vegetation here is beautiful where we got in like a tropical rainforest the hills and stuff the mountains i should say are unbelievably beautiful with lush vegetation flowers and every kind of species in the world you can see so yeah it's been a great trip. And again, happy anniversary. Well, thank you, Bob. And uh, Hey, say a hi to my uh, niece, Ginger. Where's Ginger? Ginger works in Eau Claire, and she never misses your radio show, Bob. So it's good she should get a kick out of that. Well, good. Hello, Ginger, from, from Uncle Steve and Linda. The price is from Spring Valley as we are on the fourth island on our four-island Hawaii farm tour I'm Bob Bosold. Thanks, Bob, for that update. And a shout-out. We are at 13 minutes to 6. We're going to do a little bit more chores. We're going to hear from Jim Lindsay of Altoona Equity. And then we're going to be hearing from Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here comes Jim Lindsay from Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.15 to $1.35. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.10 to $1.35. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.20 to $1.35. Choice Holstein steers $1.10 to $1.19. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.09 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 76 to 83 with a top of 86. 60% of the cows sold from 60 to 75. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 59 and down. Organic cows on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to a dollar. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 79 and down. Cull bulls sold from 65 to 90. Thin, full horned, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $170 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $290 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on Friday, February 17th. 3 to 600 pound beef steers, $1.20 to $1.75. 6 to 900 pound beef steers, $1.15 to $1.69. 3 to 600 pound beef heifers, $1.15 to $1.74. 6 to 900 pound beef heifers, $1.10 to $1.46. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar fourteen. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, seventy-five to a dollar ten. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by eleven a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, March fourth. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to an upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five. 
835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim, for the update. I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line, ready to tell me about what's going on over there. Well, good morning to you, Jill. Well, for one thing, it's a little bit warmer. Um, I guess it's all relative, but uh, yeah, it sounds like we're a pretty nice weekend on tap, although uh, uh, I guess got to be careful. That uh, strong wind that they're talking about for tomorrow, I guess. So, well, it'll be what? Supposed to get in the 30s. Yep, I have 34 on my uh, list here. Yeah, well, of course, you're in Osseo. You're a little further south. <laughs> yep. Good, yeah. Well, good we better do the market. What is that? Good day to put those gates out and move my cows around. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, anyway, uh, we better get to business here. Jill, thank you very much, and a good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, this past week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, we ended the week on a very positive note as far as uh, most markets were concerned. continues to be very strong. Uh, if the cows have been for a long time here, high-yielding fleshy cows this week. We're selling mostly from 73 to 91 on the cows. Uh, most of the cows this week selling from 52 to 72. Cows, plainer cows below 52. Bull trade, better quality bulls, mostly from uh, 80 up to 105. Bulls below the $80 money. Organic cows on Tuesday's auction. We sell those organic market cows every Tuesday. The organic cows mostly from $95 to $1. A lower yielding organics mostly from $79 to $90. On the fat cattle trade this past week, continued good demand on the fat cattle. Choice grading Holstein steers mostly from $105 to $120. Yielding choice strictly prime Holsteins from $120 to $127. Grading cattle. Uh, below the dollar five on the calf market, mostly mostly steady trend on the bull calves this week. Eighty-five two hundred thirty-pound bull calves selling from eighty-five to one seventy, topping at one eighty-five. Uh, heifer calves very limited demand, twenty-five and below. Beef calves good demand, one fifty to two eighty to three thirty on Monday's auction. I would take a look at next week here at Equity Stratford on tap. Of course, the Monday auction. Uh, Day of February starts at 9.30, full marketing day on Mondays. Our next day auction will be next Tuesday. Our next sale will be next uh, next, uh, Wednesday, uh, next uh, Wednesday on March. And we do have some good quality Black Angus cattle consigned for that sale next week. So you can uh, check that out on the website. When you co-op, click on the Stratford page. And also, um, urge the folks that are planning on attending the uh, district register ahead of time for that that's all that information is on our uh, equities website so jill that's what we have here this friday morning you enjoy the weekend take it easy don't work too hard and uh well we'll be back here on monday morning yep we uh, work too hard on the weekends what do you mean i got to do all my schoolwork and move those cows around it's that time of year yeah well come in on monday and rest <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not in charge on Mondays, so it's all good. Oh, okay. Well, oh, that's right. Chris, Monday too. So, yep. anyway, uh, have a good weekend and uh, take care. And hopefully, we'll uh, week we can open some of this. So, um, planting season is just corner. So let's hope we get some good weather. We'll see you later. Yep. Have a good weekend. And- and that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We're going to roll right over to our country elevator prices. Golden Plump and Arcadia is at $6.23 for their corn. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek are all at six twenty nine for their corn. Baldwin, Durand, Elmwood, and Osseo are at fifteen seventy two for their soybeans. With Mondovi at fifteen sixty seven for their soybeans. Fall Creek's at fifteen sixty-two. Osseo's at six thirty-nine for their corn. Stevens Point's at fifteen fifty-five for their soybeans. Elk Mound six seventeen and fifteen fifty. Sparta's at six fifty-six and fifteen sixty-two. Ellsworth's at six sixteen and 
1557. Doomers Buck Countries at 624 and 1562. Wheaton Chippewa Falls locations at 634 and 1572. Connorsville locations at 634 and 1569. And at the ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 638. And no quotes from Stanley or New Richmond. And let's take one last look at our Chicago Board of Trade for our corn. March corn is down six eighty seven, down eight cents. Oats is six sixty nine, up thirteen cents. Soybeans are down twenty one cents to sixteen forty, and wheat is down thirty one cents to nine thirty one. And those markets were tending downward, and our. Dairy markets were trending upward for the end of the week, and that's a little bit refreshing, especially since they were down so much earlier this week. We'll take one last look at our weather. Today, our high is up to 22 partly sunny skies. Tonight, our low is 3. Tomorrow, our high should be 34 with a low of 16 and sun. Sunday, high of 27, a low of 11. Monday, high of 35. Tuesday, high of 32 and partly sunny skies. And your skirt, Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Mark Wart Motors. Mark Wart Motors is hiring for a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. Mark Wart Motors offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or call markwartmotors.com. And that's what I have for farm news and markets for this finally flannel Friday. Bob will be back with us next week. And remember, come on out to the farm show. It is, I will be there. Bob will be back from his adventures, and I'm sure ready to tell everybody about them. Chris will be there on Tuesday. We'll be, sign up to hand out. That we're going to be giving out Farm Tech Fest tickets and Farm Technology Days tickets. And just come on out and see what's happening. There's a, hundreds of vendors out there, and it will be interesting to see everybody out and about again. And this is Friday of the National FFA Week, so if you see your FFA members or your FFA advisors, salute them. Boy, they work hard and get a lot of good things done. And one last thought for you. If you miss something on the show in the morning or you want something repeated, I do put it out on the podcast. Go to the WAX website and Midwest Family, Midwest Farm Report. Slide on down and the podcast is up there. And I've also been putting the interviews up there too. So there's another tab. So if on the weekend you miss your students interview and want to hear it again for the FFA or the 4-H or if you want to just get updated from CVTC or the Ag and Resource Ag and Conservation interview that I do for the weekends. I put them all up there on Monday morning so you can see what's going on and just like to get it out there that we do.